0: This is the weekly podcast from Spotswood at Ladysmith in Caroline County, Virginia, USA. Rick Nicely is the lead pastor. Good morning, Spotswood at Ladysmith. We're so glad you joined us on our live streaming today. I just wanted to um, open up today with a word of prayer. And uh, we're going to take a little variation this Sunday off from our Hebrews um, series that we just started last week, just to dress things that are going on in our country and things that we've seen happen the last several weeks. Um, So let me go ahead and start with a word of prayer and then let's get into the sermon today. Father in heaven, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to teach your word. God, I pray that you would speak truth through me. This would be not anything of me. It'd be your truth. God, I pray that uh, we would have ears on our hearts to listen to your truth. God, and it it wouldn't just bounce off God. It would not fall on rocky ground. It would not spring up and then wither away. But God, it would take um, a part deep down in our soul in good soil, not among rocky, not among weeds. But God, good soil will give forth fruit and life. And God, I just pray that today, God, I'll be able to communicate my heart, and most of all, I'll be able to communicate Your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen. Um, I don't have to explain. All the things have happened in our culture, and our country the last couple of weeks, and the result of different things have happened. And so I really want to talk about this idea of of justice and racism and dealing what uh, the Bible says about that. So I'm going to start out with our big idea today is this. Uh, The Bible tells us that we have an enemy, and that's not the other person. That's not your neighbor. That's not your spouse. That's not your uh, siblings. It's not someone who happens to have colored skin or a different colored skin of yours or a different culture or ethnic background. No, we have an enemy. In fact, 1 Peter 5.8 says this, that Be sober-minded and watchful, for your ad- adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And then John 10.10 10 says this, That the thief comes to steal, listen, kill and destroy But I came that that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's Jesus speaking. So the idea is this, that we need to make wrong, if you will, the enemy, not race. The idea of wrong. In other words, we need to deal with our hearts. You know, the Bible, um, as you read through the Bible, as you read through human history, um, this is something, unfortunately, that is common. We see in the very first family family, Adam and Eve, the very first family that God created, we see Cain and Abel. We see Cain killing his own brother Abel. In fact, the first gift that that God gave to Adam, Adam, was breath. And we see that literally Cain steals his brother's breath. He takes the very life out of him. And so we've seen this throughout history. We've seen uh, certain people suppress other people. We've seen uh, people take advantage of other people. We've seen males take advantage of females. We've seen other races or other countries take advantage of other countries. And, and even today, there's great suppression in many countries. Uh, there's great injustice happening in places across and around the world and even in our own country. And so we need to make wrong the enemy, not race. I just want to share my heart for a few moments. You know, this week as my family and I were watching a movie. We are watching a movie called Hidden Figures. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's a it's a great movie. It's a depiction of three black ladies who were in the NASA program in the mathematic and area, and they did great things for NASA. Uh, it was during the time of segregation, and um, and they and they really demonstrated grace uh, in what they did, and and really superseded every expectation that was put on them. But in the middle of that. Uh, I began to think about what happened this week um, in the in the death of uh, George uh, Floyd, and it, it really began to break my heart. And, and, and I can only explain it by the spirit of the living God beginning to just cause me to weep, um, weep to a point where I just kept shedding tears and I couldn't control my so, my, my emotions for a while. And and I just think thought about how uh, this gentleman lost his life, and And I immediately uh, text a friend of mine who happens to be a black man and and is a pastor um, in our county in Caroline, and just said, hey man, can we meet? Um, And that gentleman was gracious enough not only to meet with me, um, and I called him the next day and I shared my heart, shared what God was doing in my heart. And and not only was he gracious enough uh, to meet me, but he was also gracious enough to meet with our elders And, you know, what we did during that time was we listened a lot. Um, I think, you know, during this time, we need to listen and talk a lot less. Um, We need to listen to each other. We need to start conversations with each other. And I think my wife will be grateful that I'm beginning to learn to listen a lot more uh, than talk. But we, we need to do that. You know, we tend, what I've learned is we tend to judge others by their worst actions. I've said this before, we, we tend to judge others by their worst actions, and we tend to judge ourselves by our best intentions. And we can't do that. Um, we need to begin to give other people the benefit of the doubt. We need to begin to think the best about people. Um, if, if we deepen, this is the other thing I learned this week, if we deepen our love uh, for God, we're just going to deepen our love for others. And not only is it going to deepen our love, it's going to deepen our compassion and it's going to deepen this idea of justice uh, for others. So, you know, sometimes I think we can become a prisoner um, within our own context. What I mean by that is in many ways we we can become kind of in this bubble, right? We, we associate with the same people all the time. We talk to the same people all the time. We have the same set of friends and there's nothing wrong with that, but we need to begin to understand that there's other points of views, and there's been people who've had other experiences, and you know, I, I, I grew up in a white body. I, I couldn't control that. I, God chose to put me in a white body, and and but I, I can't uh, understand what it means to grow up in a black body, um, or, or for that matter, another skin color, or another cultural ethnic background. I don't know what that's like, and so I need to begin to listen and try to understand, and so as we talk about that, I, I want us to understand this, that All human beings from every tongue and every tribe and every nation and every culture and every ethnicity are made in the very image of God. We need to understand that. We've all come from the same mother and father, Adam and Eve. God created Adam and Eve and dispersed them, right? I mean, we we see them multiply, right? We see them be fruitful and multiply, and we we see eventually... All who came, that not only came from them, but also came from Noah and his family. Eventually, which were from Adam and Eve, and so we see that every tongue, tribe, nation, ever ethnicity—excuse me—is um, is is from that, right? So we need to understand that. In fact, let me let me read this to you in Genesis one. Genesis one. This is um, God speaking to Himself, plural, um, the Trinity. It says this. Then God said, let him, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish and over the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over livestock and over all earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created a male and female. Complementary, right? Um, both man and woman, complementary of each other. Not competition, but complementary, and they have roles. And so... Um, This is what we see in the scriptures, and so it's so important to understand we're made in the very image of God. Everyone is. Um, It should break our hearts, the things that we're seeing in the news this week. You know, racism has no place in our society. It should have no place in the church. There are some topics that the church, I don't know, necessarily needs to address, but this is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, John 3.16, in fact, John is in my reading schedule right now and uh, reading through John and John 3.16 just a few d- days ago, and this is what it says. Um, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? That whoever should believe in him, him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now listen, John um 317 is what we forget. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So understanding that God loves everyone. When it says, for God so loved the world, he he loves the chief of his creation, which is man and woman, which is the human race, human beings. This is what we see. Um, You know, if we value someone one way and we devalue someone the other way, I've said this so many times, that is anti-gospel. That is anti-Christ. That is anti-God. In fact, we need to be reminded, Ephesians 2.10 uh, 2, says this, for we are his, meaning God's workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should do. This is what we see. We need to remember we, we are like God's artwork. We are his masterpiece we are created in the image of God to do incredible things. What? To, to create, to cultivate, to multiply, right? To subdue the earth, to, to do these things that God himself did. He is the creator. We're made in his very image, Imago day, the very image of God. His fingerprints are on our life. And understanding that the Bible says that Jesus taught that if you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. So if we're hating someone because of their social economical status or their skin color or their ethnicity or cultural upbringing and background or from a different country, it says that we're literally hating God. We're hating Christ. See, we need to understand that we're made in the very image of God, the Imago Dei. We need to elevate the image of God. You know, Satan's the one who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He hates us. He hates human beings. That's why I believe with all my heart that abortion is rampant because he hates the very image of God. This is why racism can do the same thing. This is why he wants to pin us against one another. He wants to pin us against one another on every level. But we need to sit back and listen to each other. We need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. We need to love each other because we're made in the very image of God. See, when we do that, when we, when we value one person and devalue the other person because of their skin or whatever, that is racism and it, and it is a sin. James 2 1 says this, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith of your Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. In other words, he goes on to talk about if somebody's rich, don't give them the best seats. If someone's poor, don't give them the uh, worst seats. Listen, the reality is we should have no favoritism because there is no favoritism with God. There should be no favoritism with us. I'm, going to, I'm not going to address directly any issues that took place that, that have been captured on video the last several weeks. I'm not going to go over the facts and, and debate those in any way. I'm not going to try to stand in a justice system. No, we need to trust a justice system and we need to uh, know that God has ordained uh, judges and, and juries and he is going to bring about justice. And, but we need to understand this. We, we must begin to respect and love the image of God in individuals. Um, John is a very, 1st, uh, 2nd, and 3rd John are very powerful books. And 1st John 4, 7 through 12 says this, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his one and only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, that we, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. In other words, to to subdue or, if you will, to quench the wrath of God, to be full payment for our sin. So if if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is made perfect, perfect in us. And then it goes on to Uh, Verses 19 and 21, it says this, We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this command we have from him, Whoever loves must love his brother. Listen, we need to love each other. We need to have compassion for each other. We need to deepen that love for one another. But the Bible says that we don't just love those people that are nice to us. Even the world can do that. But it says that we must love our enemies. We must pray for those who curse us. Listen, this is what Jesus did. But listen, let's just be honest. When when we hear words from a man that, that say, I can't breathe, and he is being held down by another man with his knee on his neck, the decent human thing to do is to help that man, not ignore that man. I'm not in any way, in any form or fashion, criticizing the men and women of law enforcement or any sworn uh, person to protect and serve our cities, our counties, our towns, our states. And I have nothing but the highest regard for them. But in every profession, there could be a few bad actors that bring about a bad name to all of us, whether that's in law enforcement, whether that's in business, or even the church for that matter. When one person acts badly, it brings shame to us all. But let me remind you, though. Let's remind you. A few things is this. The answer is not in some of the things I'm going to talk about the answer is not in passing more laws now there's nothing wrong with laws but laws cannot change the heart of human beings this is a hard issue and so we can't legislate morality we, we should we should have laws and we should enforce them but in the end it's not going to the death of racism and death of injustice is not never going to come about from more laws the answer is not looting it's not vandalizing it's not It's not burning buildings. All that does is exacerbate the problem. It doesn't fix anything. And to be honest, blasting people on social media, that's never going to change the human heart. Listen, the answer, the only answer we have is the gospel of Jesus The the, the only antidote to racism racism and injustice in our world is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Listen, the world needs Jesus. The church should be the tip of the spear when it comes to putting an end to the ugly monster of division and injustice and racism in our country. We, we, We need to look at the history of the church Anytime there's been every, any kind of evil and the church is raised up and went after it. Just like in any pandemic, they, they don't run from it, they run into it. It's like a, a fireman, they don't run away from the fire, they run into it. This, is, this has been the church in its history. It's went about trying to do good in this world. And so we need to be the tip of that spear. See, in, in reality, we need to begin... <laughs> Not just to, to memorize the word and not just to hear the word, but we need to begin to live the word. I mean, we need to be like Jesus. We, we do call ourselves Christians, little Christ, right? We need to be like Christ. What did Christ do? He, he went to the Samaritan, the one that, that the Jews considered half-breed, right? He went to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and loved her where she was at, right? He went to the leopards and in, in the lame. And those were the outcasts, the, the tax collectors who were despised, to the prostitutes who were despised. He went to those who were down and out, those who experienced injustice, those who experienced racism. That's where he went. Those are the people he went after. We need to begin to think more like Jesus thinks. We need to serve more like Jesus served. We need to love the way that Jesus loved. We need to begin to live the way Jesus lived. This is how we need to live our lives. You say, "What does Jesus want for us here on earth? What? How does He want us to live our lives?" Well, it's 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 written in this Word how He wants us to live. It's it's found in Matthew six when when His disciples asked. Jesus, the only thing he ever asked them, they asked him to do. How do we do this? It was to pray, because he saw he saw they saw Jesus pray with such authority and with such intimacy with the Father. And he said, "How should we pray?" And this is what Jesus says: Pray like this, pray like this, that our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now. I want you to think about that on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how do we know what heaven's going to look like? Well, I'm so glad you asked me because we have the answer right here in the book of Revelation. It's a powerful scene. And this is where John is taken um, into the heavens and he sees the glory of God. And it says this, it says, after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude, no one could number, From every nation, listen, and every tribe, and people, and language, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now I want you to think about this. This is the picture of the throne of God in heaven, and it says every tribe, every nation, every people, every language standing before the throne. There's not going to be sections in heaven. There's going to be one race, the human race, with every tribe, tongue, and nation, every skin color bowing before God. Now, let me ask you something. Are we doing that in the church? Listen, I've had great conviction this week in my life. Great conviction. And if we want a church that represents heaven, which is what Jesus said we must do, we need to make sure our lives are like that. I made a commitment to begin to befriend those who look different than me, who have a different skin color than me, who have a different ethnic background than me, cultural background than me, want to ask you to do the same. Because if we're going to truly be Christians, if we're truly going to be like Jesus, we need to bring heaven to earth. We need to begin to live our lives like this. We need to begin to see our churches transformed into the image of that. See, we need to be reminded that the gospel started out with the initiative of crossing a barrier. Jesus Christ stepped out of heaven He stepped out of heaven and put on flesh and blood and humbled himself and became that of a servant. He crossed a barrier. And not only that, despite our own sin and us being, the Bible says, enemies of God, Christ died for us. That is the example of Jesus Christ to us. So let me ask you this big question. Let me ask you. Are you a part of the problem? Or are you a part of the solution? Because God's kingdom is going to happen. He is going to bring heaven to earth. It's going to happen. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of when he shows up that we're represented with every tribe, tongue, nation, and praising God. I don't understand why we see this in heaven and we're not seeing it on earth. Listen, I know we're sinners saved by grace. I know we struggle with our flesh and blood, but the Bible says he has given us victory. Greater is he in us than he that is in the world. We have the ability by the power of the spirit of the living God to begin to transform our world. Are you with me? Because I am asking you to begin to set aside these things that have so easily entangled us in sin and focus on the author and finisher of our faith, which is Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it's powerful than any two-edged sword. God, would you give us the courage to begin to break down these things, to divide us, and bring about injustice, to bring about racism, to bring about favoritism, God, that we would be about your business, serving and loving those that are different than us. Father, we love you. God, do what only you can do and change hearts and lives, and God, turn it into actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you. God bless. This has been the weekly podcast from Spotswood at Lady Smith in Caroline County, Virginia, USA. Thanks for listening, and God bless you.